way in this meeting. We pray again tonight you'll do a deeper work on every heart. Save precious souls in this meeting. Restore backsliders, heal sick bodies and bind up the broken hearted. Again tonight we pray Lord Jesus you'll do something new in every one of our hearts. We pray Lord you'll so move on our hearts each one of us that we'll never be the same again. Tonight we pray Lord you'll pour out the latter rain and that signs and wonders will be done through the name of thy holy child Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for past blessings. It's been wonderful. But we're looking to thee for greater things tonight. Lord, we pray that you move on every man, every woman, and every boy, and every girl. And we pray that not one person will go out of this building until they've found thee as their own personal saviour. Oh, God, move, we pray. Send a mighty revival to North Wales, because we ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for being works together in this mighty revival which has started so many of our hearts and lives and we pray for every place of worship in this locality that you'll move and bless every minister and every one of the congregation we pray that you'll pour out our Holy Spirit Lord we pray that you'll baptize with the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire oh God we pray even in this day you prove thou art God to working through our sons and daughters and we'll give you all the praise and all the glory for Jesus' sake. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I bind every evil spirit within that. And in the name of Jesus, I loose everyone to praise God. Everybody raise hands and praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. We greet every one of you, brothers and sisters, tonight in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for coming to this meeting again. There are some who have never been in a glory meeting before. Will we welcome you in the name of Jesus? And we can tell you right now, as you let God have his way in your life and you open yourself up to God tonight, he'll do something for you. Tonight, you can find salvation in this meeting. Tonight, you can be healed in this meeting. Tonight, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. We believe these are the last days when God is moving through the earth and Jesus is coming again soon. And he's getting the people ready to meet him in the air. Praise God. We believe in the old-fashioned gospel of having a real born-again experience that you can feel. We believe that the precious blood of Jesus cleansed from all sin. Hallelujah. And we also believe in a mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. We're not tied to any denomination. Our free people who found Jesus in a new and a more real way. And we're thrilled about it. And we're excited about it. And that's why we're here tonight. Tonight, I've got a young man in this meeting here. His, his father was my TV manager. He didn't know the Lord. But Jack, my TV manager, he got wonderfully saved. And tonight, I've got his son in the midst. He's here now. His dad's not here, but he's going to give you a little testimony. Our God has saved his soul. Come on, brother. Here we are, here we are. Give him a clap, go on. Well, praise the Lord, you know, it's just really wonderful to be fellowshipping with you here this week, you know. You know, and I just thank the Lord, you know, because up to about a fortnight ago, I thought I was going to have to cancel my holidays, you know. And I just want to just really wonderful how the Lord's just opened up the way for me to come, you know, because I went away at Whitson and I stayed nil. 
you know, and it's an old thing that's been playing me up for the last two or three years. You know, and I, you know, and every now and again I just get a twinge, you know. And I just praise the Lord that I believe now we've, we're going to get over the problem, you know. And I just praise the Lord that, that I've realised that you've got to take things by faith and keep believing, you know, because the old devil just puts things on you, doesn't he? You know, he just comes along and uh, if you'll accept it, he just puts a little parcel on you. You know, and it's just really wonderful that, you know, I've just come to the realisation. It's no good people telling you you want to do this until you come to the realisation yourself that you, that you have got to make a decision that you want to be right. This, is, this account it comes in the way with healing anything. That it's, it's yourself who's got to make the decision you want to be right. Because you can have this thing and you can have it in the back of your mind and think, well, the Lord won't do it. The Lord can do it. I believe the Lord can do anything, you know. And I just, I just praise the Lord, you know, because the thing is we try to limit God, don't we? We just try to make him a little God who can do, do things just on Sundays, you know. And I just start now to believe that our God's a big God and he can just turn to him for everything, you know. It's just really wonderful. You know, you know all through me work, work and everything, you know, it's, it's wonderful how the Lord's untucked for me, you know, because, you know, working with worldly people and I've got one of these bosses who really is, you know, and he... He just likes a good time. He's one of the good time boys in Newark. You know, it's just, you know, and he just, well, things he comes out with, it's, it, you know, it shocks you at times. Now, but I just praise the Lord that he can give you a life that can overcome, you know. You can just be an overcoming life, you know, because the Lord can, you can be in the midst of these people, but you're not one of them. You know, and it's just wonderful how the Lord can just keep you above, you know. And, and I just thank the Lord, you know, because, well, I don't know what to say. He's just marvellous, you know. He's just... It's just the answer to every teenager's problem, you know, because if it's at school or wherever you are, you can just undertake for in every way, you know, because he just guide, if you just put your hands in his, in his, just put your hands in his, and he just guides you along. He knows what you want to do, and well, he knows what you ought to do, put it that way, and he just guides you along. It's, you know, it's peculiar ways sometimes. You think, well, why is the Lord doing this, and why is this happening, and why is the other happening? And, you know, you just can't fathom things out, you know, but he knows everything, you know, because he knows, he knows your life from the start to the finish, and just before you start, he knows, well, he knows how you're going to end, you know, it's just wonderful that you can get out of the way of the Lord, and all of a sudden, you, you can get, let you go so far, then he goes, come back, you know, he brings you to a sharp realisation, doesn't he, you know, he just wakes you up with a, sort of drops a bomb on you and just sorts you out, you know, it's just really wonderful that, you know, I just praise the Lord for Whits and the weekend, you know, because even though I wasn't feeling so good, I really enjoyed the meetings up at Stockton, you know, and it was just to, just put a new something in me, you know, it's just really wonderful, you get, you know, you can go to your own church every Sunday and every Sunday, you know, and you just, I don't know, you start taking meetings for granted, this is what I find, now, if you live right on top of glory meetings, you start taking meetings for granted, you know. And as soon as you start taking the Lord for granted, because really what you're doing is taking the Lord for granted, there's something wrong. You know, in that way, you know, you just think, oh, well, it's Sunday, I've got to go, you know. But when you've got to make an effort to get to somewhere, you've got to travel a few hundred miles and make an effort to get somewhere, it just shows the Lord that you want, to, you want more from him, you know. And you just go to these meetings, you, the convention meetings, you go really expecting something extra for the Lord to do, you know. You know, it's just really wonderful how the Lord, you know, has just led me along. And I just praise him, you know, because he's just wonderful. Amen. I just want to follow him all the day, you know. It's just, you know, I just give me all life to him, you know, because he knows what, you, what I want. And he knows what's best for me. And I just praise him. Amen. Praise Lord. Barry said that his boss was a good time, lad. Well, I am. I'm having a good time. 
you know Jesus has made provisions for us to have a good time down here. I'm one of the good time boys of Newark. It's true, you know. Oh, there's a song that says a good time coming. You can have a good time now. Get filled with the joy of the Lord. I'll sing my testament. I can tell you when. I can tell you where. I can tell you why I'm free. I can tell you how. I can tell you now when the power fell on me. When the power fell on me. When the power fell on me. What we need to wait upon God and they that wait upon the Lord shower in you with the strength. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Brother Roy, you just tell them about America. You can, if you've got to be led. That's it. Bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Melt my heart, make me real. Blessed Lord. Blessed Lord, 
believe that this is a heart job. I believe this is a heart job. You know, I believe we can go through the motions, we can go through an awful lot of things, but you know, unless the heart has been touched by God and something real is coming from it towards God, you know, I think it's an absolute waste of our time and God's time too. You know, I believe that God wants to do something amongst his people in these last days. I believe he is doing something. And he, what he's doing, it's a heart job. You know, it's as out of the heart proceedeth. And then it gives a long list of awful things that come out of the heart of man. I think it's the preacher in Ecclesiastes that says, Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it proceedeth the issues of life. You know, it's not how loud you can shout tonight. It's not how loud you can sing. It's not how big you can look. But you know, it's in how much you've been willing to yield your heart and yourself to the moving of the Spirit of God. You know, He wants to touch every one of our hearts again tonight. I believe when God saves a man and He saves a woman, He does a real work in the heart. Often you can't see it happening. Often we're looking to see some sort of outward manifestation, but I believe that manifestation comes, but first of all, the heart is touched. The heart has to be touched. And you know, my prayer and my desire and the, the yearning of the Spirit of God in these meetings is that your heart and mine shall be touched again by His Spirit. You know, there's no mistaking the man or woman whose heart has been truly touched by God. There's no mistaking them. There's something so sweet, so gentle, so tender, so compassionate about that man and woman whose heart's been touched by God. You know, they haven't got to try to defend anything. They haven't got to try to add anything or take anything away. Because you know, you can add nothing to God and you can take nothing away from Him. You can add nothing to this glorious experience and you can take nothing away. He just does it. And when He does it, all you can do and all there is left to do is to begin to thank Him for it. Begin to enjoy it. Begin to flow in, in it and begin to rejoice in it. You know, I'm so glad that God is in business today. I'm so glad that He knows every one of our hearts here tonight. You haven't got to strive, brother and sister, to enter into anything. But you relax and let the Spirit of God begin to work on your heart. Spontaneously. So spontaneously. Not how I tell you to do it. Not how I plead with you. But bless God, just how He moves upon you. You know, no two flowers are the same, no two trees are the same, no two saints are the same. But glory to God, he's got a vast variety of men and women, ordinary weak folk. But bless God, he's taking them weak folk to do something real in this day and age. And I believe that you and I are the folk he's going to do it on and do it with. And he is doing it. And my, I feel tonight a sweet spirit in this meeting. And as you open your heart, brother, and as you open your heart, sister, to God and let Him have a go in you, you'll find that something will begin to take place. Your mind might tell you one thing. Your mind might say, is it right? Can it be right? But your heart will just begin to beat with the love of God and flow out towards God. Listen, I want to tell you tonight, follow your heart, brother. Follow your heart, sister. Let your heart take you, whithersoever it will, towards God. You know, God works inwardly. He'll work in you. And you might wonder what's happening to you. 
Those two young folk came on Saturday night. There wasn't a lot of things that we said and did. But my, you heard the testimony last night, didn't you? They said that God had worked on their heart. They'd felt something they'd never felt before. And my, I tell you, I was talking to somebody outside this meeting hall last night. Somebody from the bingo place next door. I think the, the, the dear woman's here tonight. God bless you, dear. She said, you know, she said, in that place next day, that bingo place, she said there were a, a lot, a, a dozens of folk in there. She said, there was a lot of folk in there. She said they couldn't wait for the bingo to finish. They couldn't wait to get into that place where this wonderful singing and this wonderful blessing and this wonderful joy was coming from. Listen, folks, as you and I let God have a go in our hearts, we won't need to do anything but be ourselves in God and let the Spirit of God just flow out from us. You know, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And my, I tell you, it's all in Jesus. And as we lift him up by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost, uh, there's nothing that won't happen. There's nothing that won't happen. As we die to ourselves and humble ourselves and yield to the Spirit of God and let him operate in our hearts and fill us with love and joy and peace, and then it'll all happen. It'll all happen. It'll all happen. You know, when Henry and Connie first started off, you know, nobody much in the churches wanted what they got. They couldn't understand it. They didn't know what to do or how to go on. They didn't know how to take meetings or what to do. They just went on the marketplace and began to sing the songs of Zion and began to manifest this wonderful love that God had put in their hearts. And what happened? Uh, that love drew men and women from all places. And they came and they saw and they tasted. And that's why you and I are here today. Not because somebody conjured up some idea of what to do and how to do it, but my, just because a couple of ordinary folk were touched by God and dared to go and be themselves and let God have a go. And that's all God wants with you and I, is for you and I to be ourselves. Not to try to be like somebody else, but to yield to the Spirit of God. I tell you, there's enough power, there's enough love, there's enough joy, there's enough peace to fill every heart, to meet every need in this place tonight. You know, I, I, I'm finding a bit of a difficulty to put it over to you, but you know... Somehow we make it so complicated. We try to make it should be this way and that way, but you know, I'm finding more and more that you know there's no other way. But the man, Christ Jesus, who said, I am the way. Can you get it? He said, I am the way. He'll be the way to you tonight. Not how I say. He said, I am the way. The way isn't something you join or belong to. The way is a person. You know, the sooner we can realise that and let the Spirit make it real in our lives, the sooner we realise it's all wrapped up in a person and our relationship to Him, the sooner we'll move on in the mighty plan and purpose of God for the Church of Jesus Christ. You know, the Church, she's raised up to be His bride. You know, you don't need, I've often heard Connie say it, you don't need a book of rules to learn to live with somebody. The love in your heart and the, 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 the relationship you have with them, it teaches you how to live with them and how to walk with them and how to talk with them, how to manifest your love to them, how to make them happy. And so it is with this wonderful Saviour, this friend, this King of Kings, this Lord of Lords, this Jesus, this man in the glory. I tell you, we can read the Bible from now until time shall end, but it'll never teach us fully how to express that life that God has put in our souls. All we need to do is begin to express it towards Him in perfect love. Let it flow out towards Him. 
I tell you I love Jesus with all my heart and soul and mind and strength. I think he's wonderful. I just want folk to fall in love with him. That's all. Just to fall in over heels in love with Jesus. And my, I tell you, he'll captivate your heart. You won't need to be pushed. You won't need to be driven. But bless God, you'll be captivated by that man, Christ Jesus. His love will win your heart. And you'll just be drawn. And you'll follow on. Glory to his name. You'll follow on automatically, spontaneously, sweetly. Because I tell you, he's the most wonderful man. He's the most wonderful being that any man or woman can come in contact with. And those of you who've come in contact with him, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? He's wonderful. The king of love, my shepherd is. His goodness faileth never. I'm nothing like, for I am his. And he is mine forever. That's the gospel. It's as simple as that, folks. If that doesn't set your heart rejoicing, nothing else will. If that doesn't set your heart on fire, nothing else will be able to do it. If Jesus can't captivate you and set you on fire, a set of doctrines, a set of rules, a set of ideas, a church, a denomination, that'll never be able to do it. Jesus can do it. Oh, may God manifest by His Spirit, Jesus Christ, may make Him so real to every heart here tonight that you'll follow on after this man and you'll follow Him all the way and you'll lay your life down for Him. This is the Gospel. The Gospel isn't that, well, take Christ out of the Gospel. There's nothing left. There's nothing left if you take Him out of it. He's the cause of our rejoicing tonight. He's the one we've come to worship. He's the one who the Spirit of God will take hold of and make real. Oh, I love him. 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 Oh, I tell you, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. I fell in love with the Nazarene. Hallelujah. I met him one day and he's never, never lost his attraction for me. I love him, I really do. I've seen, what, I've seen what ideas and ways and doctrines and things can do to folk. But I've also seen what Jesus can do. And he can take ordinary men and women. He can meet the needs. He can bind them up with his love. And he can bring them together and send them on their way rejoicing. May God just bless every one of you and bring you, bring you down low at his feet. Let's humble ourselves tonight. Let the sweetness of this lovely spirit flow over every one of our souls. I know there are some folk in here who don't know Jesus as the Savior. I want to tell you, it's for you too. It's for you too. Hallelujah. Let's wait on the Spirit of God, shall we? Hallelujah.
This is the river where our roots need to be. This wonderful river where we can have love flowing through our hearts to one another and to everyone. Where we can have joy. Where we can have peace. And truly, as Roy has been saying tonight, I believe that one of the greatest destroyers of love, joy and peace are all the other characteristics that we can probably have in our nature. Malice and envy and jealousy, all these other things. We all know about them so well. And these are the destroyers of life. They poison our hearts. They poison everything that we think. All the thoughts that come to our minds, they're poisoned with this type of thought. And this is where Jesus wants us to be tonight. Steeped in his river. Our roots in his river. Where we can have this wonderful love. Where we can have this joy. And we can have this peace. I'm sure we could all do tonight with this wonderful experience in our hearts. We've probably had it so, so many times before, but I believe that God can still give us a wonderful, a more deeper experience of his love. He can give us a greater joy and a deeper peace. And I'm sure we can all do with a little more of this in our hearts. Let us all get our minds and our thoughts on Jesus and this wonderful river of life. Let us sing this again. Let us all close our eyes. Focus our attention on Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let us fill the atmosphere of this place with love. Let us, let us have thoughts of love one toward another. Send your love thoughts to me. I'll send my love thoughts to you. Send your love thoughts to one another we can think about in a meeting. And let us see the wonderful blessing that will follow. Hallelujah. Every eye closed, let us sing these wonderful words. These words, you know, this chorus came to Roy when we were in Wales, another part of Wales, about three years ago. And I remember the time when this, the, he got this chorus at that time. It blessed us at that time. And I'm sure it will tonight. Let us all get our eyes on Jesus. Let us close our eyes. And let us get this wonderful love and joy and peace flowing through us and to one another and to Jesus. Amen. Every one of us now, let us sing this. Let thy river
fellowship of ordinary people redeemed in the precious blood who yes. love one another. This is heaven. It's going to be no different. Yes. There are going to be hallelujahs there. You and I are going to be there. We're going to be rejoicing there. Jesus is going to be there. Amen. Well, praise God. We're not waiting to get there. We're not waiting to get there. It's all here tonight. Heaven is just like this.
voice. <laughs> praise the Lord. We'll have everlasting voices to praise the Lamb and by. It'll be grand. Oh, bless the Lord. I tell you, I, I, I've been in some marvellous meetings all over America and all over England oh, in, the, in the last ten years. But my, oh, I don't think I've ever been anything like this. I want to tell you, Evan, it's, this is it. Love, joy, peace, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. There's nothing better. Jesus is here. The angels are rejoicing. The saints that have gone before are rejoicing. And my, I'm rejoicing. It's, well, I don't know. I think it's marvelous. Voice or no voice, it's marvelous. Glory to God. Oh, and I do love every one of you. And I, I want to say this. My, if we only just keep going on like this, rejoicing all week. My, I don't think this hall will be big enough. Because, listen, everybody wants heaven, don't they? That's what they're all looking for. Somebody, they sing a song, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Well, I mean to tell you, you just ain't got to die to get heaven. You can get heaven down here on earth if you'll, if you'll just die to yourself and let Jesus be king of your life. All heaven comes in, and my, it's just grand. Praise the Lord. We've got a sister here, and she's enjoying heaven tonight. And she's had a wonderful healing, and she's coming up here to tell you all about it. Come on, Flory. Flory Weir, all the way from Maidstone. I do thank God for what he did for me. You know, I had sugar diabetes and I didn't know. But one night they took me to the hospital and said that I had only six hours to live. And those six hours were spent with the Lord and they were the best six hours of my years. I'd worked for Jesus for many, many years, but those six hours it brought me closer to him. And when I was in the hospital, they said that I would have to have great big needles put into my body. And as I sat on the chair one night, I said, Lord, you didn't intend me to have these needles. You didn't intend me to have these big things stuck in my body. And he said, no. And soon after, the nurse said, you haven't got to have any more. But that wasn't my healing. God gave me the healing at Basildon. As I stood at the little corner, uh, just by myself and Chris and Ron came over and they said, did you want something from the Lord? And I said, yes, I want him to heal me. And she said, what was it for? And I said, it was for diabetes. And soon after that, I felt a great tingling in my body and I was healed. I went to the clinic the following week and they said that I would just have to keep to a diet. But even that is not necessary because I trust the Lord and he has saved me. But I'm going to tell you this, while I was in the hospital one night, um, when I woke the next morning, you know, when you go in, they put sides up for old ladies. And they must have thought I was an old lady, and they put the sides up. And I said to them, what have you done that for? And they said, we don't know where you've been, but we've been up all night with you. You must have been to Russia, because we couldn't understand what you were talking about. You see? I said, praise God for that. And she said to me, I didn't know you was religious. I said, I'm not religious. I've got Jesus. And he's the great healer. 
and he's the blessed one, the one that can do all things. And I'm glad for the glory way. It's a wonderful way. I've enjoyed every moment of this convention. I've enjoyed everything, you know. But I tell you this, you sometimes get great doubts in your mind. People put doubts in your mind. You don't have to listen to those. You listen to Jesus, what he has to say. Years ago, when we used to work in Hyde Park, we used to listen to all kinds of speakers, you know. And we always remember this. We were, one night we was listening and there came a young man into the meeting in the park. And we said, let's have a listen to him, what he's got to say. And he got a big leather jacket and it got the wages of sin is death and a big board. And we thought, well, we'll have a look at him. And we looked and listened. And after a while we found it was David Willows. And he was standing there and he was preaching. It's true. He was standing there just like a dummy with a great big banner. And he said, afterwards he came down and he said to us, did you enjoy what we were talking about? And we said, brother, you haven't got it yet. You don't know nothing. That's right, you know. That's true. So we took him out to a restaurant and gave him a meal. And he said to us, he took out a picture from his pocket, and he said, have you ever seen these two? And we said, no, who are they? And he said, that's my uncle and aunt, that's Connie and Henry. He said, don't get mixed up with them. He said, they're no good. That's right, bless the Lord, that's true. A few nights after came another fellow, and it was Laurie James. And he said, want to go to a good meeting? And we said, where's that then? He said, Lambeth Town Hall. Henry's Revivals. Oh, dear. We said, we can't get mixed up with them. They've told us about them. They've, we've heard about them. But we said, we'll go and see. And we went. And did we get a blessing? We thought we were going to sit there with a stiffy starchy. But we didn't, you know. But even then, we didn't want it. We thought, we're not having this thing. We didn't. And then we went, Henry came to Paddock Wood and we went along there to Paddock Wood. We lived in Maidstone. We still live in Maidstone, but we, don't, we come from London, of course. But we went to Paddock Wood and I've got a daughter and she was 11 years old then and she went to these meetings at Henry's Revivals and she got filled with the Holy Ghost. And she used to come home every night drunk, really drunk in the spirit and she used to go come along and she'd say oh Mr Warrington wants me to go again to these meetings and we said you can't go to them meetings that's terrible little girls like you coming home drunk like this <laughs> and she used to say she told us this she said mummy when you get it you know you've got it and I thank God tonight we know we've got it and we've had it and we want more of it and it's up to you tonight. If you're trusting God for healing, you, someone lady said to me the other night, I've got diabetes, but I've had it so many years. So I said, well, trust the Lord. He'll soon heal you. He'll give it to you when it's your time. You've got to have just that little bit of faith. Just that little bit more.
Trust the Lord just that little bit more for his faith and he'll give you your healing. He gave it to me, you know, I couldn't stand even. I couldn't stand up for trembling when the, this thing came and my sugar was, in the body was 6%. And I'm sure Ron knows what 6% in the sugar means. It means the highest that you could possibly have. But today it's nil. It's negative. Every day, it's negative. I just trust the Lord. I can just trust them, and I know that whatever your needs tonight is met by him. God bless you, I've lost my sin, I've peace within, my burden rolled away. My heart is light, my hope is bright, since Jesus came to stay. Come all that ever held me by, my Lord has set me free. I'm heaven bound and the Lord is up, enjoying liberty. I've lost my sin.
were saved through looking at the television. Don't condemn televisions. Sally was saved through looking at the television through Billy Graham. And God used all different methods to save souls. And this is Sally. God bless you, Sally. Just a quick one, God bless you. Bless you, pal. Isn't it lovely, this wonderful love way? It, you know, it's really wonderful. I've met so many new friends this week. New brothers and sisters I've never met before. Do you know, and it's just as though I've always known them because they belong to this wonderful love family. Amen. I'm so happy in Jesus. It's a wonderful life, this. To be free from condemnation. Really free from condemnation, you know. It's wonderful when you realize that Jesus took all our sin. He took every bit. And we come to him just as we are, knowing that he's took our sin. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And that my mind goes back tonight, as Henry said, to the night when I looked at television and something happened inside of me. I used to play the piano, as you know, in pubs and clubs. And uh, I really was a woman of the world. I think I tasted everything. But I became discontented at the age of 41. And I found Jesus by listening to Billy Graham talking about this wonderful saviour. And I just broke my heart that night and I determined that I'd go to church. Well, my mother made me um, Church of England, my mother and father. Of course, it meant nothing really to them, but they made us Church of England. And I walked out of the house on the following Tuesday and walked right by the church that my mother made me a member of into a little congregational church. But what I didn't know was that There'd been a wonderful revival through Brother Valdez coming from America. And a lot of these folk were baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I also remember uh, going into that place and sitting right in the front row. And uh, the preacher asked all those who were saved to put their hand up. And I turned around and saw everybody had got their hand up but me. And he said... "Um, Everybody's not saved then. And I stood up and I said, I don't know what you mean by being saved, but I've been listening to Billy Graham on the television and something's happened inside of me. And he asked me if I believe that Jesus took all my sin and if he died, if he rose again to give me a newness of life. And I said, well, something's happened inside me. I can't help but believe it. He said, well, praise the Lord, you're saved. And that was the last word I heard in that place. I could hear a voice inside me saying, you're saved, you're saved, you're saved, you're saved. And gradually this voice became loud. And I was shouting, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. I'm saved. And I walked out of that place and I felt a load had gone off me. I was as light as a feather. I didn't have to be good to get saved. It was wonderful. And it really is wonderful what Jesus can do for you. And I remember those first few months, the persecution and the laughter that I went through with my friends. As I walked up the street next week with a great big Bible under my arm, there were my friends calling out, you're going the wrong road. I says, no, I found the right road. And it's wonderful. Well, God has taken me on every step of the way and he's done many things for me. He's healed my body. He set me free from a broken heart. He's done wonderful things for me. And he's put a love in my heart that I can love the unlovable and the unlovely. 
you know, I've said it many times to folk, that you can't feel God's forgiveness until you turn to him. And it's the same with us. We can forgive in our hearts, right in our hearts, even before a person gets right. And I believe it opens the way for the Spirit of God to move. Well, I'm so glad I'm in this wonderful love way. I believe it's following Jesus. It's following Jesus every mile of the way. And there's some little girls coming here. They've been here every night this week. And they've really enjoyed it. I've been and spoke to them up there tonight. And I know this, the same as I've told them, they'll never be the same again. And they'll wonder what's happened to them after we've gone. But I, do, I just praise God tonight for this wonderful gathering here. Night after night, people come in here to worship God and to get to know more of their brothers and sisters. So just keep on looking to him and praising him and loving him. I'd like to sing a song, but my voice isn't very good tonight. I'll try with the help of others. This is a song that has been a great blessing to me. God gave it to me for someone else in Sweden. And a husband and wife came together through it. And God has blessed it to me just lately. And it's real in my life. Love found a way when everything was wrong. Love found a way
I'd just like to quickly, before Brother Ron gets up, we're going to Oxford very shortly. Is our brother and sister, just a quick one, brother, your only sister. Just very, very quick, because time's going so quickly. This brother and sisters met us somewhere in Chesham recently, and they said, will you come and take some revival meetings in Oxford? Well, we haven't been yet, well, we're booked, I believe it is, in July to go to Oxford. Just a quick one. Come and on, I man. can't resist this, you know. You've been quoting Romans 8, 1 all week. Uh-huh. And on Romans 8, 2, there's the most lovely chorus that the law of the spirit of life hath yeah. set me free. That's it. Can we sing it? You can, with Good pleasure. Ah, go on. Do you know... Praise the Lord. Uh, it's been on. wonderful to be here. It's been yeah. glorious to be here this week. We've really felt the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. It's been really wonderful. We've enjoyed lovely fellowship with people we've never met before. We might never see them again, but what does it matter? We're all in this one big family of God, you know. He's drawing together a people today, an elect people. He's drawing together today a special people who have seen that, as Roy ministered the other night, that Christianity is Christ. This is true, you know. Jesus Christ manifest love wherever he went. He came to set the people free from all their bondage and from all the fear that tortured and tormented them. And Jesus Christ has never changed. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He'll never change. If you've got fears in your life, you can be rid of them. Oh, you can be rid of them. Even this very night, you don't have to keep them one more moment. You can be delivered from this fear and this torment that the devil seeks to put on everybody. But Jesus Christ is a great, big, wonderful Jesus. Oh, he's lovely. If you haven't taken him into your life, don't wait one more moment. I used to be a stiff and starchy Church of England not very long ago. I don't have to go very far back with my best bib and tucker on walking up the street. But I tell you, oh, this love of Jesus has come into my life and I've really seen that he changes lives. He came to change us. It's wonderful. And the law of the spirit of life hath set me free. It's true. God bless you, brother. Thank you, brother. This is Romans 8.2. We've been hearing about Romans 8.1, and it's wonderful. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And Romans 8.2 says, The law of the Spirit of life hath set me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, 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 you know, this chorus came to us at breakfast time the other morning. We were just having a little time of prayer. And this kept coming to me. I was thrilled to bits when I found out it was the next verse from what Henry's been saying all week. So I feel it would be lovely to sing it. And we hope that you'll be able to pick it up quickly as the Lord guides us. The law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life. Hath set, hath set me free in Christ my King, hath set me free from everything. The law of the Spirit of life hath set me free. We'll sing it a couple of times till you get the, till you get the uh, tune and then we'll, we'll be away. Hallelujah. Set me free. 
Thank you, Jesus.